previously on Subtle Frequencies. The sleeping one's up, the sleeping one's up. Oh no, there goes the community center. Damn it! It's me, Garfield. Well, I put these crystals in my my most precious microwave, my Toshiba, and and now I'm now I have crystal children. Well, I guess it, it's always been my dream to own a coffee shop. I mean, I've worked at coffee shops, but I think I want to be a coffee entrepreneur. Well, what would you call it? I've been thinking about this. I think I would call it Jet Black Coffee. <sighs> wow, everybody. Hello. Welcome again to Subtle Frequencies. I don't have to tell you that it just keeps getting worse out there. Been a bit of a rough week. I know a few of you do literally live under rocks, so let me be the one to tell you that. A few days ago, the sleeping one did finally wake up, tear through the mountain, and start rampaging through town. Luckily, the Joels collectively managed to lull him back into a sort of not-quite-sleep sort of state, but got him to at least sit down and stop destroying things. Unfortunately, that happened to take place right on top of the community center utterly destroying it. Luckily it was empty at the time, but now no one has anywhere to go to do community things. Where are you gonna have your bridge tournament? Where are you gonna go to the pool? Without those options, uh, people have frankly, frighteningly quickly sort of descended into madness and anarchy. And not even like the badass cool anarchy, but like the more mean, kind of like hateful anarchy. It's not good, but... <sighs> You know, I want to investigate what's up in this world of ours. You know, what is it in people that drives them to be this way? What sort of dark forces might play into that? I, I just don't know, um, but we're going to get to the bottom of it. So stay tuned. And joining me today, Rick Crenshaw, he, him, not that Rick Crenshaw, has been working at Fort Gladys his whole life. Some would say even longer than that. He is, above all, a survivor. He can drink eight gallons of water in a day, or none at all. He inherited Fort Gladys, as per the stipulations of her written will, when he watched her die, with honor, at the hands of her enemies. Rick enjoys nature, birds, dirt, ladybugs, etc., as well as tarps and cords. Fort Gladys is still open for business, Please call before stopping by to make sure someone is there to disarm the security systems. Please and thank you. Well, Rick, uh, I think I know the answer, but how are you doing? I'm living my dream here, Pan. Okay, that actually wasn't the answer I thought I knew. Um, when you say you're living your dream, you know, expand on that. I've been waiting for this for a long time, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's been a wicked ride, figuratively. Literally, I, I hope you don't mind that I brought my motorcycle in here. No, I mean, it's not safe outside, so... I don't want it to get bucked with. Understandably. Now this apocalyptic landscape, it's what I was built for. Sure, but I don't know how to approach this, Rick, but um, uh -huh. I understand being prepared. I understand wanting to be um, hardy and, you know, That's what they resilient. all say, but you can never be fully prepared is what I also say. 
Oh, I don't mean I understand being prepared from a functional standpoint. I just understand the psychological, like, desire to be prepared. But what I'm trying to get at is I get that you want to be prepared. And I'm sure that brings you comfort and, you know, adds a degree of, like, peace of mind to your life. Why would you want the world to be falling apart? I mean, that's my bread and butter there, Pan. But wouldn't it be better if it wasn't happening? I mean, yeah, it would be better, but you don't sell automated turrets that way. You don't okay. sell cargo pants that way. I think you can sell cargo pants that way. A world with no struggle or strife is not a world where cargo pants are necessary. Sure. I mean, they've never been necessary. Who, outside of my friend in middle school who had three Game Boys, who needs that many pockets of that size? I mean, I need my pockets. I got eight pockets on each pant. And the reason being is, like, all those pockets are there to keep you from holding things. You don't sure they're better for your posture because all that weights on your on your pant instead of on your back like it would be in a backpack and you know where all those things are like when I need to get my skittles I go to the skittle pocket okay when I need my knives I go to the knife pocket got it tell me a little bit about your loadout you know what do you you know now that now that we're really in the thick of it what are you hitting the streets with in terms of weapons skittles uh well I got big crossbow on the back and that's hell yeah. That's, they're mostly for cosmetic reasons, so that people know I'm packing. Sure. You know, guns are big, but crossbows are bigger. And when the world runs out of ammunition, I could still improvise with a little bit more ease uh, crossbow bolts. Okay. And I got my more functional crossbows that go up my trench coat sleeves. Okay. Loaded with poison darts, of course. Uh-huh. Uh, and those are hidden, and they're spring-loaded so that I could just push them out of my sleeves and into my hands like the characters in... Uh, Wild Wild West. That's badass. I love that. Yeah. So mostly a crossbow-focused kind of loadout. A lot of crossbows, most of most of which are collapsible. I do have a Derringer in my boot, but that's mostly for the sound a- aspect of it. Mm. And then I got a bunch of knives. Yeah, see, I got the six on the belt, one on the back belt like Aragorn. And then I got the hat knife on my big hat here. I got my chest knives. The grenades are over top of those. I got my grenade knives, which okay. are last ditch. That's like when you're fighting a lot of people all at once or a lot of animals all at once. You throw your knife and it's got a grenade attached to it. So it blows up on impact. Okay. So we're going to get into this more once we get to callers, I'm sure. But just to start off with, what are some of your hot tips about making it in this crazy world of ours? Well, one, uh, make sure that none of the gloves you're wearing have fingertips on them. That makes sense. You're not going to make it very far when you don't have that dexterity that you need. Right. Like I said before, you know, pockets are important. Hard to reach into pockets effectively with tips on all your fingies. Yeah, I get that. Any other hot tip? Well, tip number two, stay dry. You know, don't don't get in the wet unless you have to. Sure. Yeah. Don't go swimming. Don't drink water. Wet lips sink ships. That's not what they say. I've said it many times, and each time I've said it, it's done me a good bit of help. Now, you know people have to have water to survive. Technically, yeah. So... If you train your body to not need it anymore, and you wean yourself off of it, you're going to survive for a heck of a lot longer in the apocalypse, which we're in now. I don't think that tracks at all. If you're used to not drinking for very long stretches of time... And you stay off the wet, you keep your lips dry, that can't 
stress that enough, always dry your lips. Keep them just like puckered dry. Keep your feet dry. That's number one. We all know that from Forrest Gump. But then you're, you're going to be dehydrated all the time. Marginally, yeah. The more training you give yourself in that way, the more prepared your body is for it. And it goes through a process that we like to call humpback syndrome, where your body conserves water at a much better metabolic rate. And it needs less water to survive. Okay. I don't think any of that is true, but let's just move on. Uh, got any, got anything else? Well, tip number three is, you know, always keep yourself busy. Like I don't sleep. I don't sit down. Never sit down. That's how people get you. Always be moving around in little circles so that nobody can come at you from behind. Again, you have to rest to live. Eventually, but if you can minimize the amount that you are resting, that is how you stay alive. All right, so I'm really feeling that all of your advice is pretty bad so far. Um, I mean, I'm still standing. Sure, yeah. I mean, that's not not particularly like useful. What we're talking about, like the things that we think we all need, are things that we are used to because we live in a low risk environment. But the apocalypse is a high-risk environment. I'd say it's at about a 72 on the risk scale. Okay. But that doesn't mean that you should, like, avoid things that nurture your body. Because, you know, get them where you can have them. Obviously, there will be times when you can't rest or can't drink water. Every time you prostrate yourself down by the riverbed and try to take a little drinky drink, lap it up like a little dog... You know, that's when somebody can come up with a crossbow and go, hey, bucko, that that river's mine. And they they thump you dead until, you know, you're floating down that river like a seal door in the beginning of the Lord of the Rings film. Yeah. You don't see it happen in the film. That's what happened. No, it's not. He leaned down, he lapped that water up with his tongue like a good dog, and then he got thump thump by the orcs. And then it doesn't matter. Let's move on. You know what? I. I already really just sort of doubt your qualifications here, but maybe it would be good if uh, we talk to some other people. Yeah, we'll get some corroborating witnesses, and they're going to tell you the same stories I am here, because they've been on the road, and the world's gone to shit, and we all got to change the rules. Uh, We'll see about that. You know what? Maybe I'll be proven wrong. Uh, Probably not, though, but who knows? We're going to get to that right after these words from our sponsors. We live in an insane world, folks, full of unseen dangers and patient enemies. If an intruder drove their truck through your front window right now, would you be able to stop them? If a psychic bomb went off in the middle of town, would your mind be safe from its psionic shockwave? Here at Fort Gladys, we have everything you need to keep you and yours safe from harm. Whether it's a spike pit installation in your backyard or mounted turrets with biometric laser targeting systems, Fort Gladys has your back and your front. I will be leading a class in psychological self-defense every first Thursday in the back room of Copa Joel. Fax me if you need the details. This is our Jansen of Earl's Barbecue calling to remind you that if you set foot in our establishment, you must first, please, for the love of Christ, 
Wash your shoes on your way in. Wipe them clean. We are a dirt-free establishment. Another customer has reported filth in their pork sandwiches. And we cannot abide this terrible injustice. So thank you for washing your shoes before you enter. And remember, our banana pudding is the best in town. And we will defend that fact until our last dying breath. Come on into Earl's. You know we're open. All right, we're back. Those were some good commercials. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's like nothing even matters anymore. I liked the first one. Sure. Uh, but let's get to some people. Got phone calls, and the first one's happening right now. First caller, you're on. Hi, my name is uh, Cheswick, and my pronouns are he, him. Hey there, Chazzy. Uh, 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 this isn't my first time calling. Actually, I called like a long time ago, like when the St. Louis switch happened, and I got mm. turned into Joel... Uh, back oh, then. Oh, so. yeah, right, yeah, I kind of yeah. remember. Like the Cup of uh, Joel Joels. Yeah, I got turned into a Cup of Joel Joel, and, you know, I had to become a Joel, and then I had to learn how to make coffee, and <laughs> I had to, you know, do the things that you're expected to do when you're a Joel, which is to be a good customer service uh, representative, and I'm sort of in a bind here, because I, as, as a non-Joel, I'm just a little frustrated with, like, what's happening here, because I came in hoping to be, like, served my coffee like I normally am, and I came in, and sure, like, I I feel like I've been trying to be, like, a little bit more respectful, because I, you know, lived as a Joel for a day, and that kind of helped me, like, like, for example, I haven't asked any of them to smile, you know, since That's good. Yeah. So I felt like that was, like, that was a good step for me. From a survivalist Uh, perspective, that's a really good idea. I was really proud of myself, is what I'm saying. Okay. But I, but I come in to a cup of Joel, and there's no one here. Hmm. There are no no Joels, and that's a little irritating to me because I am expecting to get served. I may not require them to smile at me anymore, but I do want coffee. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, do you understand that the world's gone to shit? Yeah, and particularly for the Joels that are all busy, kind of trying to reduce the amount of disaster that's happening. And I understand that. I get it. Sure. Maybe I'm not the only person who's being affected by this. But turns out, I know how to make the coffee. So I decided to go around the counter. And I remember how to make the coffee, right? So I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, sure, I'm not getting served. This is an inconvenience to me. I'm overcoming adversity. Like, Mm -hmm. look at me. I'm doing, like, this amazing thing. But then all these people also start coming in expecting to get served. And they see me. And think that I'm going to serve them coffee. Which, I don't really even know how to... Ex- I don't know how it happened, is the thing. You're getting a lot of customers there? Too many customers. There are people coming in, and I haven't even gotten to drink my coffee. So what am I... Like, when am I going to get my coffee? And when are the Joel's going to come back? Like, I need the Joel's to come back so that I can get served coffee. I mean, I have... I've made coffee at this point. I'm making all this coffee... I mean, you could just uh, pour up a nice cup, maybe put a little oat milk in it, and then uh, slurp that right down. But then people keep coming up. So you're saying your your hands are tied there. I, I kind of, like, actually like doing it. Like, I have a real job where I do, like, real stuff, like NFTs and, like, cryptocurrency, and, th- and like, I'm making deals, I'm doing all this stuff. Yeah, but, like, a real job. That doesn't seem like a real job. But, like, doing this, 
I kind of, I kind of like it. I don't, I feel conflicted, and I wouldn't feel conflict in my heart if people were just serving me instead. Have you ever thought about, like, just taking a seat? Like, just take a break? No, like, you sit down and you wait for someone else to show up to serve you coffee. But there's no one else. Everyone just wants me to give them coffee. Nobody's, I don't see anybody else here. Are you wearing an apron? Well, I did because I didn't want to get my clothes dirty. I would take that off and hand it to someone else. Hi, hi, get out of my way. Get out, I, I, have, I have business here. Sorry, I'm, I don't want to be rude, but like I have stuff going on. Okay, okay. Um, hi, my name is uh, Jet, obviously. I'm Jet from Jet Black Coffee. Uh, do you work here? Um, not exactly. I don't exactly work here, but like it looks like I work here. But um, yeah, no. Okay. Do you want to work? I don't. I don't understand why you're here if you don't work here. But you don't look like a Joel, so like this is confusing to me. Um, do you want to work here? Well, I'm having like an internal struggle right now about like I do want to make coffee, but I do want to drink coffee, and I want to be served, but I also kind of like serving people coffee. Okay. So I'm taking over a cup of Joel right now. Um, so this is gonna be the second Jet Black Coffee location. And it would be super great if you did work here. And I'm going to bring other employees here. So you're not the only one here with like that crazy line that I'm seeing right here right now. So do you want to, do you want to work here? Wow. Do this it. is like, I, yeah, I do. I, I guess I do. Oh, ask about um, what the pay is like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's the pay? What's the. Make sure you negotiate Cause, too. Cause you don't want to yeah. just take it. I've been mostly working in like crypto and that's like a really volatile market so like do do you pay and what currency do you pay and how much we uh pay in u.s dollars and for like a starting position we're doing uh 20 plus tips so is that gonna be is that gonna be okay yeah yeah i can do that oh man this is what a weird trip this was i feel like i've learned a lot about myself today man whenever i call you pan i learned this Life-changing. Well, I gotta go. I, I'm at work. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know, you got time to lean. You got time to clean. That's what yeah. I always say. All right. All right, bye. It's absolutely true. Right, bye. Congrats on the new job. <sighs> well, that's... I mean, I guess, you know, good for him. Jet seems like an all right person to work for. I mean, our prices are way too high, and, you know, coffee takes five minutes to make. I don't got time like that. Yeah, you know, I mean, you gotta pay for a good product that's why i go to cup of joel they've got those instant grounds too like that you can get yeah that's trash yeah i just eat them as is i don't even use the water you really gotta work on this anti-water sort of keeps you awake keeps you high and dry as i like to say yeah but your body uh, absorbs caffeine better when you're hydrated is that true yes anyways what about when it's hydrated? Maybe that only works when the the coffee's wet, but when it's dry and you're dry, you know, like peas in a pod. No. Maybe. Maybe it is like that. No, that's not. I don't think that's how it works. It doesn't matter. Did I just want to clarify, you know, if you read this the same way I did, is Jet annexing Cup of Joel? Um, I would say that this is a lot like when the Romans ended up in, in Great Britain, back when it wasn't called Great Britain. I guess it's kind of like that. I don't know. It's probably for the best. I mean, with all the Joels busy, somebody's got to somebody's gotta churn out that Joel. 
Well, there goes my favorite coffee spot, I guess. Yeah, well, you might learn to love Jet Black Coffee. It's pretty good. They actually know how to make the stuff, which I think is like... I think if they ever master the kind of secret and hidden art of making instant coffee grounds that I can put directly onto my tongue. Because it's I mean, less about could... the flavor and it's more about the sensation. I mean, it's not the same, but you could just take a handful of beans and chomp them up. It takes a little longer to go into effect, but look, it doesn't matter. Not, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk to someone else. Another caller right now. Uh, you're on. Harder, this is Torque, and I go by him. What's going on, Torque? Well, I've got... One second, let me make sure none of my pals can hear me. All right, we're good. So, this whole apocalypse situation has been a real good turnout for my friends and myself. Oh, yeah? We're what you would call marauders. We have all come together to go around just taking stuff and killing folk, etc. Oh, that's not cool. Why would you do that? We don't wear shirts. We paint our bodies. We've got, like, some pretty amazing ethoses that we abide very strictly to, almost extremely to. Okay. And it's like, I've made a lot of good friends this way, and we all are really tight. We're very intimate. We talk about our problems. And I've never felt more accepted by a community. Okay, well, I mean, I guess that's nice. It's a shame that it's sort of built on the the structure of um, you hurting other people. Well, that's the part I wanted to talk to you about there. I'm struggling because all my friends, they are pretty insistent on this thing. Like, you only keep what you kill. You know, you got to do it every day, whatever. And I want them to think that I'm cool, but I just don't. I don't think I got the stomach for it or perhaps the hands, arms, and eyes for it. You mean, so you haven't been killing? No. I mean, I go out and I, I find either, like, a mannequin or, like, a big sack that I could fill with things. And I say, I got an- I bagged another one. And then I dig a hole in the ground in front of the house and I bury it. And I go, yep, killed another one. And they, they cheer me. And then we drink uh, the mud water out of the big cups. And then we just call it your day. And then I'm just like, we're all having a good time. Okay. But I'm afraid they're going to find out. Like, what if they dig up one of them holes? Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're running a pretty big risk. And I guess really what spurred this is I, like, I was digging one of my holes and I got to the bottom and I hit a big, big sack and I opened it and it's just full of bowling balls and stuff, like big heavy bowling balls. And I'm like, I think I remember Blazer uh, digging this hole a little while ago and they put a body in this hole now that I think about it. I'm like, well, maybe they're pretending as well. Maybe it's just a whole gaggle of liars. Like, how do I have this hard conversation? Hmm. Yeah, that's tough, you know, because, I mean, you don't want to sound like you're coming out accusing people of, of lying. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're doing lying, too. Yeah, um... Like, I don't want this to end. It took me a long time to be comfortable without my shirt on. Mm, yeah. It took me a long time to be comfortable wearing face paint in public. Right. It took sure. me a long time to put carburetors on and mufflers and exhaust pipes on my back like big old wings. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, it's cool as shit. I've got a lot of complaints where it's like the weight is concerned, but like, you know, that's, you got to do what you do. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The thing is, you can do all that stuff um, without, like, killing anybody. Um, you can honestly probably do it better without killing anybody. So... Is that true? I mean, I, I don't actually know, but I'm going to say yes. Well, when we have our group therapy tonight, I think I will maybe bring up, like, a a hypothetical. Like, a I know a friend of mine that has not been killing and says they've been killing, and I want to know if they still belong to the cult of the sacred dragon. Yeah, I mean, that's one way to approach it. Because ever since this world got destroyed, nothing's made any sense, but this, to me, I don't want to... I don't want to fuss it up on one stupid, big, goofy lie. Yeah, I mean, I think you should come clean, you know? Maybe talk to some people in private who you know haven't been killing also, and like... I've got an idea. Okay. And you can call me crazy. Okay, you're crazy. No, I'm... Damn it. You wait until everybody's sleeping. And you put on a different outfit. Maybe you cover yourself in tree bark. And you say you're from the the sisterhood of the walking elm. Or something crazy like that. Some wild. And you go out there and you dig up all the fake bodies. And you leave them out for everybody to see. That way no one's getting blamed and nobody's getting accused, but everybody's cards are on the table. You know what I mean? Like everybody's getting God at once. The one thing that I think is that that would be a lot of work. Yeah, that's hard. Like, I don't even know how to skin a tree. I really meant the part about digging up multiple graves, but sure. That's hours of hard labor. Yeah. I guess... Maybe I'll just, I'll give each plan a go and see which one works. Sure. Why not? I don't know how you do that, but okay. Yeah, it doesn't really make sense, but do you think? All right, well, if I see you out there in the wild, uh, you'll know me by my headdress. I would run away, but, because I might not kill you, but I will take your things. I mean, you can try. All right, well, keep sipping that sarsaparilla and... Remember when the the dragon does melt the dirt into glass and we all become part of its army, I'll be there. Okay, cool. Well, I'll see you there, I guess. Bye now. Bye. Thanks for calling. Nice guy, yeah. Yeah, you know, all things considered. I mean, the stealing from people is sort of not particularly nice. I find that to be somewhat distasteful. Especially in times like this, we should be coming together as a community. And it's like, this isn't been going on all that long. No. Like, there's no cause for this. Like, resources are tight. The internet is dead. I get it. Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, people are bored. No internet, no community center. Just grab all your pickles and huddle around some candles and tell some stories. We don't need to be driving around on motor scooters and pushing people down on the sidewalk. I saw that on my way here. A whole group of people on motor scooters just pushing, shoving people. Oh, yeah, that's no good. Unacceptable. Anyways, yeah, let's get another caller. Another caller, uh, you're on. My name, well, my my screen name is D's Links, uh, 45255557, and I got by they, them. All right, um, well, what's going on? Well, I've been, uh, well... Hmm, I've been struggling with this game that we're playing. What game is that? The game that we're all playing here, this apocalyptic survival game. No, this is really happening. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how you win the game, I know. 
Okay, sure. Mm. So what's the problem? I'm having trouble finding like an assault rifle with like upgradable rounds and attachments, etc., and armors and such, or like swords, so that I can go around and like get my KDR up. Yeah, I mean, killing is bad. Yeah, I wouldn't as do I that, always man. say. But I mean, have you been to like the sword store? Is a pretty good place to look. I don't know if putting a sword in the hand of somebody that thinks that real life is a video game is, like, the call. Look, I mean, I'm not going to do it personally. I'm, like... Yeah, the thing is, I, 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 I... This game, I know that I've modded it to and that I could, it's barely recognizable anymore. But mm-hmm. I just need to get my KDR up, or else what else is the game for? Have you thought, Caller, that maybe it's not one of those games? Yeah, you know, to Rick's point, I, I was humoring you at first because, like, who gives a shit? But um, maybe it's time that you really, like, take a step back and look at things and, like, remember that uh, this... I don't know, what what makes you think that this is a game? Uh, everything's different and, and everybody's running around uh, blowing things up and we got gangs of just wild children with headbands on. These are just things that happen in real life sometimes, though. Have you ever thought that maybe this was not the game you thought it was, but it's actually a farming simulator? Okay, now this is an interesting angle. Do you see any dirt around you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Lots of dirt. Have you um, thought about maybe, I don't know, digging holes in it, in r- rows, and putting seeds in those holes, and then watering them every day, or twice a week, or, you know, their suggested watering times? Keep the water off of yourself, though, that's for sure. And then maybe, like, I don't know, harvesting crops, and that's how you get the points. Is that how? I've never played Stardew Valley, but that sounds right. Oh, I have. You also go fishing. Or go in the mines, or get girlfriends slash boyfriends. Sort of all manner of romantic partners available to you. You can't date the animals or the fish, but that they're working on that. Uh, I think they should just leave it where you can't do that. We'll see what the the future brings. So what you're saying is that I should go farm as much as I can. That's how I get the points. Yeah, that'll get you some some big points. Yeah, that's how I get the points. Uh, I I've just been I've been farming like wild over here. Like the blueberries I got, I've been making jams out of those and selling the jams back to the market and bees. I got bees. Uh, gotta have bees. Honey, um... And, you know, that stuff, honey and jam, that's shelf-stable. That's gonna last you a while, which is what we need at a time like this. Yeah, honey never goes bad. Yeah. Keep it off Unless your hands, baby. but definitely drink it. Um, spread it on stuff. Oh, okay, I'll, I, I will stop looking for weapons, and I will start looking for, like, I guess I'll, I'll go back to the the farm supply store try to find some seeds if there are any there i definitely hole up in there and try to get your get your fill you might want to build some fences to keep things out like rabbits and such but keep the assault rifle tucked to a minimum i don't know try to try to approach this peacefully and there are marauders out there but you know maybe you can make a deal you know you give them some jam you could be friends maybe you could start making preserves Maybe you can, I don't know, have other people come in and help you. That you get more points when someone else helps you plant the seeds. Oh, yeah. Sure. And if I keep giving them gifts every day, and they're the right kind of gifts, they'll eventually fall in love with me. 
I mean, maybe. No. I guess I'll get back to work then, and I'll I'll put all these knives away. I'll keep those, just in case. Yeah, you know, they come in handy when you're farming, too. It's a very useful tool. You chop the dirt up so that the vegetables can go in the dirt. Yeah, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's the good way. Oh, thank you so much. I'll 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 be out there, and uh, if you need any, if you know anybody else playing the game that needs some some farming experience, I'll be out there learning it myself too. Bye, bye, bye now. Signing off. Okay, bye. Thanks for calling. Hope they grow some like potatoes or something, because I would love a nice potato right now. How do you dress your potatoes? Um, you know, I like a little vegan butter, vegan cheese, chives, bacon bit. I like to take the powder, powder potatoes. And just eat them? Yep. Yeah, I could have guessed. Second ingredient's a spoon. That's not an ingredient. Crack really. open the box, rip open the little paper bag. Sounds miserable. Do you put any salt in it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds foul, but... It's your life, man. No, I don't put any. I don't put any birds in there. Oh my god, I hate your guts. That was a little bit of humor. Okay, whatever. That's um, my. That's rule number four on the surviving the apocalypse. You gotta, gotta keep that wit sharp. Sure. Wait, do you hear that? Yeah. Someone just come I in. Hear everything. What the fuck are you doing here? Hold it, there's short stuff. <gasps> what did you do to Rick? I did. My petrified spell. Okay, well, that kind of cheap shit won't work on me, man. What are you doing here? This is this is my block. This is you know Topher's that. time slot now. Topher Jormansen here. He him. Absolutely bring not. wind through trees to the new generation with a new sub-show called Breeze Through Bushes. Okay, that's kind of got... I like the alliteration. Breezes Through Bushes. Like, all right, name. A breeze in the bush. Okay, I think we're, we're honing in on it, but um, in any case, that's not going to happen. Is that a fact? Yeah. I know you think you're immune to my battle magics, but now that the trees rule the world, so shall I with my new time slot of Arbormancy. Did you bring some kind of beast here with you? What is that thing? You can either leave quietly or my preferred way of things. You can let them eat you alive so that I may have this time slot. Topher, I just, okay, let me just, if I could have a second. I know that we've had a lot of tension in the past. You know, our mm-hmm. shows aren't quite aligned. We've been competing for this time slot for a while. And I understand where you're coming from, but I just want to make it clear that I would literally rather get eaten alive than let you have another hour on the radio. So, I can square up, okay? I've got my trusty quarterstaff here, and I'll, I'll fucking beat down you and your coyotes no problem. So, come at me, if that's how you want to play this. Alright, get em, boys. <laughs> It's a shame. That's exactly what I thought you'd do. The viewers at home can't tell. My delicious poplar coyotes were once two and are now four. Okay. Um, well then I guess I just have to beat your ass so that the spell stops. (laughs) Easy enough. 
Again, your footwork needs more work. Shut the fuck up. You stole my time slot, and I'll kill you for it and anyone who supports you. Good luck. Ah! You've knocked my arm off. Yeah, a lot of people said it couldn't be done, but... You win this round, but I'll be back for my time slot. One way or another. Not happening, Topher. Come on, lads. Get back on the sled. God, I hate those dogs. Rick, you okay? Yeah, I'm still here, but I can't move. I mean, it should wear off soon. Do you want to just, like, hang tight and I'll take another call? Yeah, let's see if that does the trick. All right, next caller. You're on. Hey, Pam, Pam, see her. What's going on, Pam? It finally happened. I knew it would. World's gone to Yeah, uh, tell me about it. Calling to let you and everybody else know I'm prepared, always have been, and so is my animal army. I never had any doubt. I've had them rehearsing on the back burner. The War Horse musical 
all this dang time. Huh. They're more ready than ever, but I need you to do me a favor. Sure, yeah, what do you need? Don't tell them that the world's going to shit. Don't tell your animals? Yeah, don't tell any of my critter actors that the world's gone to hell. Why not? Well, because they, they think it's just them putting on this musical about the war. Mm-hmm. That everybody else out there is an actor, just like Shakespeare wanted it. Yeah, the world is a stage. His perverse fantasy has finally come to life in their eyes. Okay. Does this mean that they're fighting and killing people and animals and stuff, but they don't know it? They are play-acting. All their guns are full of blanks, all their swords are blunt, and they know stage combat only. They do not know lethal combat. Oh. Because if I taught them lethal combat, they could rise up against me and kill me with their own bare paws. Sure. And no, I don't have any bears in my repertoire. But now the word is out on the radio that you, um, all your animals are poignantly non-lethal. Doesn't that make you more vulnerable? Damn it. I told you not to tell anyone. You told everyone. I didn't know it was live on the air. I thought I was just calling you. What? You gotta warn me when I call you on the phone. I think it's just Uh your personal phone. Okay. You gotta say that we're on the air, but you can't explicitly say it, because then people will think I'm just saying things because I think that we're on the air. I I think there's a general understanding that the callers, um, you and the other callers... We need a code word. When you just call me on my off time, I don't say stuff like, caller, you're on. So that's one good indicator. So you're saying, caller, you're on is the code word? I mean, it's not always that, but it's sort of something in that spirit. I'll usually just say hello when I'm picking up my regular phone. All right, then. Then you can edit this out. I am now saying, live on the air, my animals are lethal. Especially the ones pretending to be Tom Hiddleston and Benny Cumberbatch. Okay. Um, especially the load of critters pretending to be a big horse. This is all live, so people did hear that other part, but maybe... Maybe they weren't listening. Well, for anybody who wasn't listening before and is now, don't go back and listen to the rest of it. Don't go back in time and listen to the other part of the recording. Know this, my animals are lethal. They have very meticulously put together and well-researched attire from World War I, and they have weapons from World War I that are loaded and ready to kill. The barbed wire is sharp. Oh, shoot. Well, I don't care for that very much. Um, so stay clear of them. They're willing to defend my property and my life. Not that I need it. Okay. Until this sleeping one nonsense is gone. Yeah, okay. Well, yeah. I mean, regardless of the lethality of your animals, I, I would have just always said it was best to steer clear. Wouldn't want to well, mess with you. Well, there's people out there that got ideas. Well, sir. They see the yeah. world going to shit and they go, huh? Now's the perfect time to knock over Pam's bins. I guess. Now's the perfect yeah. time to go over there, kick them over, rifle through the trash, see if there's anything valuable, anything personal, any tax information that she neglected to rip up before she put it in the recycling bin. Yeah, I mean, I guess you don't want that getting out. It's a moot point because I don't recycle. It seems wasteful. I reuse. It's better than recycling. Yeah, I guess. I take all the paper, I make little hats out of it. Anyway, stay away from Bandit, Cumberbatch, Opossum, or I'll kill you. All right, yeah, um, simple as that. Good to know. Damn it! All right, um, thank you for calling. Rick, you feeling a little more alive yet? Uh, my, <clears throat> my, my tongue is working. 
And that's all that matters. I guess. The rest of me is having trouble. You know, it'll come around. I'm sorry I didn't defend your life there, Ben. Like I wanted to. Nothing to be sorry about. You know, I'm glad uh, nobody technically died. I thought you had those coyotes there on the ropes, but you split them like a log and then they grow more more limbs and heads and stuff. And Yeah, it's kind of fucked up. It was awful to see. Yeah, I wish that didn't happen. Best not to think about it, though. Moving on. Got another caller here. Another caller you're on. Hi, it's me, Garfield. Um, my pronouns are he, him. And I am on a journey. It feels like an odyssey with my crystal child. And we're going to the library, you know, to get some books that are age-appropriate. And I'm, I'm feeling like I'm on a long road uh, in a hellscape. Okay. I've seen a lot of skeletons, a lot of rubbles. Yeah, right. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of uh broken things. Marauders. Marauders. Yeah, do you need help yeah. out there? Well, I'm just wondering if you have any suggestions for weapons or correct reading levels. I do expect that the librarians will be helpful in that area. But you know, it doesn't help to ask around. So wait, mm-hmm. you see all of the things around you and what you're trying to get to is the library? Yeah, we gotta make sure my crystal child stays on the correct reading level appropriate to their crystal age. Quick question, could you just illuminate how that works? Because your, your child is um only a few months old, if I remember correctly, but it's sort of operating. I mean, the last time we talked, kind of at the level of like a 13-year-old. My, my math isn't very good, but I don't really understand that. Well, it's sort of like my crystal children were tiny little babies for a little while, and they were just m- hollering and crying and making sad sounds because they were babies. But uh-huh. then, very quickly, they became preteens, and they've been sort of hovering on preteen for quite some time now. Okay. It's a bit. Uh-huh. It's difficult. It's a difficult, you know, age, but they, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, there's not a, I've looked, I've scoured the earth for information on how to be a parent. I've, I've read, you know, what to expect when you're expecting, not adequate, not appropriate for what I'm I'm doing here. Hardly topical. Yeah. Not going to see that one at the library either. No. No. I've read. You know, all the parenting books I've been seeing, some of it is is appropriate, much of it is not. As hmm. far as, like, life, life scales, you know, timelines. Yeah, I mean, I can't help you with that, really. I don't know the first thing no. about parenting. But, um, I mean, one thing that I know usually works for kids and, like, their education is that you could send them to school. Yeah, I had done that, but, um... I don't know if you'd heard, but school's canceled. Oh, bummer. Yeah, on account to the children have taken over the school. Oh, no, that's not good. Yeah, so I thought it might be better rather than, you know, my crystal children, uh, or at least the ones that are willing to stay within my home, rather than be part of a Mad Max sort of Thunderdome-style school environment. Library might be better. I don't know. Yeah. It's difficult. Yeah, no doubt. 
Um, yeah, I mean, you don't want to send kids to that sort of school. So, yeah, I don't know. What's that, like, a, a this level, uh, reading level Fight Club, the book? Yeah, I'll also, I'm Ferdinand? also curious about, uh, age-appropriate weaponage. Well, mm. given that they're a, a preteen. Well, yeah, you'll love sure. the library then, because they they censor anything violent out, anything vaguely oh. sexual. Oh, but you want to be ready for some violence, right? Is that what yeah. you're saying? That's okay. what I, Maybe the library I, in it then for you. I mean, can they use their like magical crystal bodies to like turn their hands into knives or anything like that? We haven't tried that yet, but you know what? I am all about giving my children a variety of experiences. Within, you know, safe environments. I don't want to shield them from the horrors of the world, but I also don't want to overwhelm them with the worries of the adult, you know, sphere. I don't mm. know. That's a thin line. It's a very thin line. And one yeah. that the, the library pretty much censors out anything even remotely controversial. Uh, yeah. Like, there's no weaponry in anything, no violence. So like, instead of sword and the stone, it's just and the stone. Mm, the very yeah. confusing version of the book. I thought, I thought it was an enriching library for growing minds. No, definitely not. Oh, maybe um, you know, go see Joe back at Belmont Books. Um, I assume, given that the world's all gone to shit, he'll probably not have too much of a hang up, like letting you borrow some books. All right. And if you know, if we don't all die, maybe you can pay for him later. I could maybe even trade one of my precious. Items. I, I, I would be willing. I do love my children. All right. Well, yeah. we're gonna change our our trajectory now. Right. Now that I my eyes have been opened to the closed-minded eyes of the library. Yeah. All right. And maybe teach your kids the the humble quarter staff as sort of a beginner weapon. All right. Or the crystal staff in their case. Oh yeah. That would be That's cool. Right. That would just be cool. Or the crossbow. We're going to do some cross-training, perhaps. Mm. All right. This has been real helpful. Thank you so much, Pan. Thank you so much, uh, other one. All right. Bye. Enjoy your day. All right. Good luck. Huh. Well, too bad about the school, I guess. Or maybe, like, very cool. I don't know. When I was in school, that would have been kick-ass. But it seems like, you know, all things considered, is probably not the best thing for the kids right now no no not at all what are you gonna do though you know i'm glad i don't have any of those little devils no i i have kids and you know i did what you gotta do with them what's that you gotta train them up in the family business and uh never tell them that you're their real parent oh that's the best approach because then they think that you just chose to be there for them at every turn in their life and then when they find out long after you're dead that you're related by taking a series of genetic screenings. They go, wow, that's kind of nice. Yeah, you know what? Keeping up, keeping up your trend of uh, terrible advice. So. I mean, it worked for my parents on me. Mm, well, I guess you have a flexible definition of worked. I thought my mother was just my general manager for years. Yeah, that just doesn't seem healthy or nurturing. You got to teach their own. Yeah, I don't know. I'd appreciate it if you stop putting these sorts of, like, whack ideals out onto the airwaves, but whatever. You can call in someone who is boring and uninteresting if you don't want to hear anything cool and fun. 
You know, I'll probably do that next time. I guess I just thought that you might, like, actually have good ideas, since I thought this was your area of expertise, but... The apocalypse is not a comfortable subject, and I'm not a comfortable person. But that's why I know a lot about it. Not sure that all that lines up, but whatever. You know what? We got time for one more caller. So just try to keep the weird stuff under wraps for this last part, and let's finish out strong. We got last caller, uh, you're on. Uh, hey there, this is uh, Mr. Logan, and I uh, I use he, him pronouns. What's going on? So, I'm, I'm sure you've heard the children of the high school have taken over the school. Yeah, just heard about that. You know, some, some people are keeping the peace. It is a tenuously woven tapestry, if I do say so myself. Sure. Of adolescent politics and glad-handing, and the war is going to start. Anything could happen. It is this peace agreement that they've made with one another. It is like a china plate balanced on the tip of a needle. Okay, sure. Just one cat hair could send the whole thing tumbling down. You've got the cheerleaders in the science lab cooking up God knows what. The fire alarms keep going off, and I know it's them. I don't know what they're making in there. The tech shop, the children are making things in there. They are riding these these demonic little motorbikes all over the hallways, dragging other kids behind them wearing heelys. Oh, that's cool. And they're just scraping things up, scuffing everywhere. So many scuffs. You could barely tell what color the floor was before. That's probably fine. I'm holed up here with what's left of the band kids. Okay. The theater kids no longer exist. What ha- What happened? The band kids have taken them out. Oh, um... They think that I'm one of them, and it's mostly because of my innate ability to blend in. Hmm. My expertise in geography has given me that ability. Um, well, that's lucky, I guess. Have you thought about getting out of there? You know, the captain goes down with the ship, where I come from. Are you the principal? No, I, I teach geography part-time. Oh, yeah, leave. I would just leave. You're not really the captain in this scenario. I'm afraid for my safety. And I gotta make sure these kids are okay. Okay. They're uh-huh. creating weapons. Lord of the uh-huh. Flies has nothing on this. I didn't read the book. Yeah, me neither. The point is, I don't know how to leave, and I don't want to abandon them at the same time. Hmm. So I guess, caller, what's your question? It's only a matter of time before they find out what I am. Uh-huh. And it's a 60-year-old man. I can't use a skateboard. Okay. How do I blend in? Have you tried dabbing? Could try dabbing. They don't do that anymore. I am so behind. <laughs> I don't even know TikTok, what to TikTok dances? The internet is down. Yeah, but I mean, if you just do the dances, like, maybe that would be something. How do those work? Oh, I have, I have no idea. Um, Fortnite? I can't stress this enough. The internet is down. They're playing real Fortnite. Just try to turn that into, like, a good thing. Building barricades over all the exits. Turn that creativity into something more, you know, constructive. Like, they could be making um, shelters and mobility aids, that sort of thing. I'm afraid that my real kids are going to see me, recognize me, and rat me out. I guess... Honesty might be a good route. Like, try to, you know, just say it like it is. They'll round me up like they did all the other teachers, and they'll 
They'll lock me in the administrator's office and they'll force feed me bad coffee from the coffee machine there. I mean, that does sound pretty bad. They've made a farce out of them. They parade out the adults twice a day and they put pig masks on them. Sounds pretty messed up. And they make them do the Macarena at the auditorium every day, twice a day. Yeah, have you thought about freeing the other teachers and administrators? Free them and and do like a prison break. Do you have any spoons you could dig through the walls with? There's got to be some spoons, right? At great risk to my own life, I will try this plan. But only if the school agrees when things go back to normal to build a statue of me in my honor after I die trying to do this. Uh, sure, man. I mean, you can try for that. Seems like kind of unnecessary. Can you write that down? Me? I'm not like a lawyer. Well, it's just to make sure that they'll be they'll make good on their promise when it all shakes out, in case I die before it's carried out fully. Yeah, sure. You know what? It's written down. Yeah, yeah we're writing definitely. it down, right? Right now, we're writing yeah, it down right uh-huh. now. Yeah, all good. Well, get get your plan going. Right. Um, this is Mr. Logan going on his his brave adventure. All right. Um, have fun. Goodbye. Bye. Sure, that'll work out fine. Yeah, that guy's dead. Mm, well, maybe. Deader in, deader in disco. That's that's gonna do it for time today. I don't really feel like we learned that much useful stuff. Well, we learned a lot about survival, about how hydration is secretly and not so secretly your enemy. Mm, yeah, so that's still not true. We learned that. Time. You can write that in your book. Yeah, definitely not that. Everybody listening, remember that that's not true. Maybe avoid the high school. It's not doing well. Definitely avoid that. Unless maybe you want to, um, you know, provide some cover for these teachers to get out. In a lot of ways, we're all in a prison of our own minds. Whoa. And of a uh, so. hydrogen and oxygen-based compound that has weaseled its way into our molecular composition. Oh, whoa! That was a big one. Oh, jeez. Alright, that must be the sleeping one. Is back up and back up and moving again. Yeah, I'm um, gonna I'm gonna have to pull a Bon Jovi and get on my steel horse and ride. Kick ass, dude. Alright, well have fun. Everybody out there listening, uh stay safe, get somewhere secure and stay high and dry. Stay hydrated, um, eat food, get a get a lot of rest. Thanks for listening. Um, good luck. Uh, hopefully we'll be alive next week to, to talk again. All right. Goodbye. Hi, you were just listening to Subtle Frequencies. It's a fiction show that it's not, none of it is real. Thank you for listening. You know, we, we really appreciate everyone who, who has found us and said nice things about us and you know, we obviously don't advertise this anywhere, so if you can tell your friends or anyone who likes this sort of weird content, that's very helpful for us. If you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or, you know, give us five stars on Spotify or something like that, that's also great. Um, you know, follow us on Instagram, at Subtle Frequencies. Follow us on Twitter. We have it. This hasn't been used very much, but it's at Subtle Freaks with a Q probably have a tumblr soon watch out for that 
if you want to support us with your your hard-earned dollars thank you first of all that's totally not necessary but if you want to drop a little donation uh we've got a tip jar through our pinecast account it's uh the link for that is at the bottom of any of our episode descriptions all right anyways bye next time on subtle frequencies dad i've told you over and over my legs aren't scooters they're just they're just legs why don't they slide so good because i'm an athlete dad i love sliding on them down the street i can't get this slime off my shorts have you tried padding don't smear oh, i can't stop smearing it oh, it's the only way i, said I know that. it's the yeah. only way i know uh hey archie i got a question yeah, boss, anything for you. I, I'm just starting to get the feeling like all those androids that I've been killing um, as part of my mission have been like, they might have been like alive people. Does that track? Yeah, I might have lied to you about something. Oh my god. That, that was not oil. What was it? It was human blood. Everywhere. Oh, that explains why it was red. It smelled like iron. Yeah. I might have been lying to you about a few other things. Wait, is Goku not my real dad? Nah, you're not Gohan's illegitimate brother.